If you're a young parent, I'm gonna bet there's a pretty good chance that you have not given a ton of thought to how your death might affect your family. So today, that changes, and we'll see you on the other side. Greetings and hello. My name is Ryan. This is my lovely wife, Selena. We are the Fierce Family mm-hmm. on YouTube. <laughs> fierce family. We're just so fierce, you know? <laughs> Should I no, say it like that? Oh, no, please. It doesn't really translate, does, does it? not. Now, uh, so, yeah, we're on YouTube as the Fierce Family. We have this podcast, the Fierce Parenting fod- Podcast. We also have the Fierce Marriage Podcast. That's a lot of stuff to say. Um, Thank you for joining us. We hope to use our time well together. See the org chart in your head. Yeah, I'm trying to like think through this. Uh, Fierce so families. Today we're talking about <laughs> dying well. It's good times. It's a good times to talk about dying well. Okay, so we got a question on YouTube, uh, and so if you have to, if you have a question, I encourage you to first of all like and subscribe on YouTube. And then ask a question, find a video that's relevant or maybe not. And just ask a question. We do get those. And once in a while, we like to factor them into our video production rotation. So here's what Jay Brand asked. Oh, old Jay Brand. Old Jay Brand. (laughs) Thank you for leaving a question, Jay. Letter J. Uh, Selene, you want to read this question? Sure. Uh, Can you talk about how to start conversations and put in place end of life plans? We're still young. So that's not something at the forefront of our minds typically, but having served at our church for several funerals, I know it's an expensive and stressful time Mm. on top of the grief. I'd like to eliminate some of those expenses and stressors in advance if possible. Mm, This is such a good question. And um, it's very, very good. And it's, uh, I think we've had one other uh, couple ask this question. So I want to start with scripture. Um, let's start in Psalm 90. This happens to be, so many of these scriptures are actually taken right out of, uh, I have what's called like a resolution document, mm-hmm. right? It's where I put things like verses that I'm trying to let them really seep in to the furthest reaches of my heart. Um, this, this is, is not what, your good ideas folder. This is not my good ideas folder. That's different. <laughs> you know this. Um, but this is kind of the, the document that governs what I do. It governs my life. It governs the decisions that that. I strive to make as a man, as a husband. And then that trickles down, of course, into our marriage, into our family. So this is in there. This is Psalm 90, starting in verse 10. It says, The years of our life are 70, or even by reason of strength, 80. Yet their span is but toil and trouble. They are soon gone, and we fly away. And you skip down to verse 12. It says, So teach us to number our days, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Okay, so again, we're looking at verses that show us the fleeting nature of man. This is Psalm 39, verse 4. O Lord, make me know my end. And what is the measure of my days? And let me know how fleeting I am. Mm. Well, it really pushes back against the idea that we are infinite beings, right? We, mm-hmm. I think we tend to see ourselves as, we, we just have this ability. Functionally, yes. yes. Functionally, we yeah. think we've got all the time in the world. We can kind of give our attention to anything or right. we can, you know, it's just it's just a matter of time until we realize the, the version of ourselves that we've always envisioned, right? Mm-hmm. And I think there's a point in someone's life when you realize, oh, wow, like, yeah. I may be like closer to death than I am to birth. Like that that is a possibility. Of course, it's possible for anyone. Um, But at least if you're given a long life, a wise person is able to see that long life is actually not that long. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's another verse. This is Ecclesiastes. Go, eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart. For God has already approved what you do. Let your garments be always white. Let not oil be lacking on your head. 
Enjoy life with the wife whom you love all the days of your vain life that he has given you under the sun because that is your portion in life. And and uh, in your toil in which you toil under the sun, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might. For there is no work or thought or knowledge or wisdom in Sheol to which you are going. <laughs> Just sorry. You're going there. Like to which you are going. That's what, the, the, that's what uh, Solomon is saying in Ecclesiastes. And finally, another psalm. Psalm 73, verses 23 through 26. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. And afterward, you will receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? Mm. And there is nothing on earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion, my portion forever. <laughs> Got my New Jersey accent. My portion. <laughs> you get the point. Now you're being offensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get the point. Uh like we're fleeting, yes. right? Whom have I in heaven? Like what the psalmist is saying, what David I think is, is the author of that. What he's saying is, whom have I? This life is fleeting. Everything is going away, but there's nothing I should desire besides you. And so this realization that our days are numbered has a way of calibrating us. It gives us wisdom. Absolutely. That's what, this, that's what I think, that's what the psalmist says. Teach me to number my days. I might gain a wisdom, a heart, heart of wisdom. wisdom. Yeah. And so we want to think through these questions. Like what, what happens when, my time expires. Yeah. Well, what happens to my family after that? We don't yes. necessarily. Not thinking like what happens to me, but what happens to my family yes. when yeah. when I'm gone or when we are gone. And so uh, here's some very quick reasons if in case you need some, <laughs> some <laughs> reasons to do end of life planning. Yeah. Okay. Whether you're a young parent or you've been a parent for many years, um, which means you're probably more likely to have thought about this. So I'm going to gear this toward younger parents because I wish I would have heard this when we were first, uh, first married and first parents. Um, but here's some reasons to do end of life planning. Uh, first off, so your family doesn't get hosed when you die. <laughs> what I mean by that is like, say, okay, so say I'm gone on a trip or I'm out and something happens, a car accident, I get sick, whatever. If you're sick, you kind of have time to, to think through some of this stuff. Sure. But we had, we had a relative recently who her husband uh, was killed tragically and instantly. Mm-hmm. Young, healthy, strong, just had their first daughter. And it was a freak accident. He's gone. Did he have these plans in place? Hmm. We don't know. Um, but by by having plans like this in place, your your husband, your wife will be able to activate those plans and then begin to walk out whatever that mm-hmm. is. So that's one reason to have it. Another one is, uh, so your resources are stewarded well. Hmm. And so say a uh, Selena, so say you and I are on a trip and we end up getting hit by a car and, and, and dying together. Unless we have things in place. Right. Was that your dream today? No, it just, I mean, I would rather, yeah. It's a fun episode today. <laughs> um, unless we have arrangements in place, like the government's going to just do what the government does. Right. Like, and they're going to distribute based on whatever the law says and it's not going to be necessarily stewarded well. So mm-hmm. this would allow for our resources to be stewarded better. Another another uh, reason is it's a way to care for your family even after you're gone. Right. Which was what the questioner was implying. So if you have a lot of these funeral expenses, right, like those can be taken care of right. in advance. So instead of getting hit, I don't know how much funerals cost, but I'm guessing they're they can be expensive the depending, the, yeah, depending on what you purchase and which plan you go with, I suppose, right. for lack of a better term. So yeah, I think having those plans in place and knowing. You know, um, I had a great uncle who passed away a couple of years ago and he literally, he had everything in place. Like his wife had passed away a couple of years or years before and all you had, all they had to do was, you know, kind of take the next step 
and walk through uh, check the boxes, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as you're grieving and as you're trying to navigate, you know, life without someone, uh, it's important that this path be as smooth as possible, I think, for yeah. for you, your spouse, and your kids. Um, I mean, you yeah. wouldn't be there, but yeah. And the effect of that was that you felt loved, that everyone felt taken care of. Right. And I thought, oh, Fred took such good care of us. He thought about, yeah. He was thoughtful, and this is just classic Fred, mm-hmm. right? That was kind of the feeling. And so it was. it wasn't as frantic as it could have been. Mm-hmm. Now, people wouldn't have been thinking, oh man, f- bad thoughts because he didn't plan. Right. It would have just been less, less, uh, I think, comforting in that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, uh, to make plans for the end of your life is it's a sobering reminder that life is short, mm-hmm. right? And that's, we can steward it well, this short life for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. So today we just want to share kind of what we've done uh, for ourselves. And then we're going to outline, not that we were the standard, but this is just our journey in that <laughs> process. And then we're going to outline um, kind of what you might want to think about in, the, in terms of legal stuff and also legacy stuff. Okay, so for end of life planning. Okay, so this is kind of something that I've taken on. Like, this, did you ever think about this until I started bringing it up in our own? Not family? really, because I just I really just rely and trust him a lot. <laughs> uh, so that's I, okay. yeah, I feel that's like okay. it's kind of a husband's job. <laughs> okay, well, and that's the kind of the tone we're going to take here is yeah. I, I do believe that the husband can and should lead the charge in this. Um, and so for me, I figured, just going to be completely honest, I figured if Selena dies, I'm going to have my hands full with all the kids, <laughs> but like I'll be able to work, right? Yeah. Like we'll have family around to provide. help with the kids, yeah. but I'll be able to provide. I know where the money is. I know how the money's made. <laughs> I, know. I know where the money is. <laughs> Just do you kidding. though? <laughs> well, you did leave a document, which we'll talk about. We'll talk about that. Um, and so I, I kind of wasn't worried about myself, but I thought if Selena dies, like no, she, if you die, sorry, if I die, Selena's going to be left with this kind of tangled mystery web of like, because we had multiple businesses at one point, and there was like you know accounts receivable here, or there's different. These are unique challenges for our situation, but uh, I was like, she's not going to know what to do. Like I, I, need to, I need to bring her up to speed. Well, how do I bring her up to speed? And I thought, well, I. Don't, that's that's what we're talking about here <laughs> and so the first thought that i had and this was kind of before the bring her up to speed thought was that um wanting to provide for my family's material needs okay right. so like i want to know that if if and when i pass away if i pass away before you do that you're not going to be just left with a mortgage you're going to be left with whatever else all mm-hmm. the bills um but instead you would have some semblance of, of financial Backings, financial. I want to say security because our security is in Christ, and I fully know that He would. Yeah, say, at least would, some place to start, right? To have right. a cushion to yeah to move from. And even as a young couple, now if you're a young couple and you're thinking in these terms, here's the easiest way: life insurance is never going to be cheaper for you than it is right now. That's true. <laughs> because you're young, you're healthy, and you're a low liability for a life insurance uh, carrier. Now. There are different philosophies, and I know Dave Ramsey has his own stuff around all this. But like, if you're just looking for a way to like, listen, I got nothing. I got, I can't, you know, less than you know, a couple hundred dollars to my name, like like we did when we got married. Mm-hmm. Listen, I can afford nineteen dollars a month to have a two hundred fifty thousand dollar policy in right. case I die. Right. That way, like, college is paid off, cars are paid off, and my wife's got some money to go and like to to work with. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's probably the easiest way. Yeah. And then start with an actual like savings account. So I started squirreling away money. There's an, <laughs> you like that term? <laughs> I always like that term. Uh, and it's just little bits in here, bits and little nuts here. Little and nuts there. here and there. <laughs> okay. So be able to go with analogy. 
Uh, there's some great apps for this. I use personally, I use an app called Capital. It starts with a Q, Q A, Piddle. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but there's, it's an app and you can set up, connect your accounts and you set up, okay, if I spend this much or each week, it's going to put, you know, $20 in this account, $20 in that account. You can yeah. invest that way too. Uh, that was probably the, that was the quickest, easiest way I found to do it. Um, and then from there, so I felt like, okay, the material needs are, are met. Now, how do I just make your life easier? Okay. This is why I love him. <laughs> this is why I love well, him. Well, but first you complicate it and then you've got to make it easier. Exactly. <laughs> More money, more problems. You gotta laugh right now, okay? Because yeah. this is this could be a heavy topic, but uh, and so to to that end, I created the note. That's what I call it, and it's basically it's on the computer. It's password protected, so don't you dare try to steal it. <laughs> He's always like, Selena, if I die, what do, what do you do? Yeah. And what's it's, the password? Some of you guys did that this morning. Some of you guys know uh, our history, but I have a heart that is less than stellar. Uh, we'd have heart surgery. I'd have heart surgery when I was 22. Yeah, I think so. And my, I got like two bum valves. And I don't know. I kind of feel like I'm on borrowed time. Selena hates when I talk about that, but that's the reality of it. And so, um, you know, try to just share the gospel, be a light as long as the Lord allows it, and make it easy for the family mm-hmm. if I'm not around. So that's what the note's for. So I made this note, and it's on the computer, and it has everything that I could think of. Like, Selena, here's this account. Here's this account. Here's this account. By the way, there's this account from when I used to work at this job. There's, you know, some, like, retirement account that there's not a lot in it, but it's there, and it's yours. (laughs) Go get it. (laughs) And then there's, like, hey, here's this person. Here's what I want you to do. Okay, I want you to talk to this person, ask him to do this, that, and the other. When when he does this, that, and the other, here's what you do here, you know, here and there. And so it's basically, like, for the first month, you're going to have a lot to do. Okay. But the hope is the hope is that it would allow you to harvest all of the little nuts that I've squirreled away (laughs) for the winter without Ryan. The cold winter without Ryan. (laughs) No, it will be cold. I won't keep you warm at night. Um, You can buy a blanket though. Um, Same. So yeah, and so that has in that uh, in that document. So that's mostly logistics, but there were some things in there that are just kind of like, "Hey, I love you. This is why I'm doing it." But it's not like the statement, if you will. Uh, Did you leave me a note? You didn't even leave me a letter of like. Oh, there's something in there. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go find it. I'll have to die for you to find out. (laughs) There, you got a joke, right? Okay. And then, uh, so this is a funny story. So at this point, we had just life insurance, some money squirreled away, and a a note. Yeah. And we had two kids. And two kids. And we were going, we were flying to be a part of this marriage conference. Was that for the, was this for the Wisconsin? No, it was Texas. And so we're getting ready to go speak at this conference. And we're on our way to the airport. And we're like, what happens if we die? <laughs> like we didn't have anybody written out for, we just kind of assumed, right, that our family would take the kids that were like, well, is that realistic with, you know, where our parents are at? And is this the right thing? Is this, what are we going to do? And so. <laughs> so we pulled over in the, this hotel parking lot before we got to the airport. And we basically thought like, who, who could take our kids? <laughs> Because we didn't you know, the money and stuff, whatever. We made a video. We made a video. And I'm and like trying not to cry through it because he's he's like, if we it. die, here's who we want our kids to go to. Here's where all the things are. Here's what we do. Like, because we didn't have we didn't have it written out at that point. I mean, we were kind of foolish. I feel like. Well, and I don't think the video honestly would hold up in court, Probably which is why we not. promptly alleviated this video testimony I thing. Think the, but in it's funny because we'd be like weird. We we say this in like right mind, with like <laughs> no full, one's holding a gun yeah. to our heads. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's probably pretty funny. But we're like, well, this is the best we can do right now with what we've got. Uh, but then I think we came back that next week and we were just like, okay, time to get this taken care of. Yeah, and so that's when we yeah I went and and it's, I started looking into what does it take to 
do a will and, yes. and testament. Yeah. And uh, realized it's not cheap. It's not cheap. If you want to hire a lawyer, there are lawyers that specialize in this sort of thing. And, um, you know, I'm talking about businesses and stuff. It doesn't mean that we are just raking in the dough. I'm saying that we right. had multiple irons in the fire, but it's been making it. They were meat. just starting. <laughs> yeah. And even now it's like the Lord is faithful month in and month out. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to paint this picture like you have to have all this money to do this because mm-hmm. we certainly didn't. And I wouldn't say we do, although the Lord's been good. The point is I found a website and it's been very, very helpful to me. Mm-hmm. And it's just trust and will. Dot com and I think it's relatively easy to do. It's very easy to do. It's relatively cheap. Uh, I think it's about six hundred bucks for a couple to set it up. Actually, I take that back. It's only two two hundred fifty nine dollars per couple. And the reason I did that is so it <laughs> sounds cheaper than it <laughs> than it was because I was afraid if I said two fifty nine, you think that was expensive. It's not that much money. It's two hundred fifty nine dollars. Right. And it walks you through. You, and you basically say like you name your kids. You say and it lets you name who the guardians should be, mm-hmm. and it puts it all into this legal language based on whatever state you're in. It's their whole thing. It's very specialized. Um, it includes things like if you want to itemize, like if you have special heirloom sort of items, we don't have a lot of that stuff, but um, you know, you could make all those distinctions in there. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, it's outputs this document and then they mail you a hard copy and then you have to go get it notarized. And that's what makes it official. official. Yeah. Um, and in there, there's also, um, and we'll talk about this in greater detail because it's, it's included. Um, in there, there's also a, a end of life plan. So like, do you want to be buried? And if so, where, what kind of service do you want to, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, so it does have to be notarized and word to the wise, it needs to be updated every, every couple, every few years. Okay. And there's a, a slight fee to that. Yeah. I think so. I pay 20 bucks a year. Um, and that gives me the ability to update it whenever I need to. Mm-hmm. Now the caveat is, is then you pay another $20 to have them ship a new copy to you. Right. And you have to get that notarized. And you have probably. to get that notarized, yeah. which that's, that's a, at least a hundred dollars or something to get notarized. Is so it? I think all in, you're probably like sure. $500. Well, right. no, you're probably like three or $400 in once you're done. Yeah, and we one. keep our hard copies in a safe that's fireproof, just, you know, for safekeeping. Uh, we have digital mm-hmm. copies also saved. But again, just steps to take to keep, uh, to be prepared mm-hmm. and to help, you know, alleviate the burden on your family. Yeah, yeah. And I. so speaking of the safe thing, it, it does make sense to have the stuff in the safe if no one can get into the safe. And right. so and I gave my mom... <laughs> And your mom probably has it too. Maybe she should. Yeah, there are copies. Uh, of the code to get into the safe so that they're not, you know. It's rare that we travel without our kids, and but we just figured it's better to have everything in place than not to. So. Absolutely. Um, so I'm actually, I wanted to go through some of the items that they cover on the, that website, but just to give you an idea. Um, and these, this is stuff you might want to consider, okay? Um, legal stuff first. Right. And we've talked about this just now, but the will and testament. Mm-hmm. So what a will and testament is, to be clearer, is it's your final wishes for your possessions or your dependents and other arrangements. Mm-hmm. So it's basically what it says to uh, the legal powers that be is that this person who just died, this is what they wanted to happen to everyone or anything that's within their care. Right. And of course, that would include children. Now, if it's just one of us passing away, of course, the children would go to you. And that's mm-hmm. just by default. Um. Uh, the other thing is, and this is going to sound kind of funny, but like a HIPAA authorization, and that's all included in there as well. And what a HIPAA authorization does, and HIPAA is, I think, Health Information Protection Something Act, Administration Act. Right. Um, it authorizes trusted individuals to receive your protected health information for right. specific purposes. So again, if I'm in a car accident and uh, I can't 
speak or I'm in a coma or I'm, you know, my, my brain is right. damaged. I need to have access to your medical records. Yeah. Or if that happens to both of us, yeah. those, those records are sealed unless we tell them that they can be unsealed by like your mom mm-hmm. or my, my, my mom and to be actually make those decisions, mm-hmm. uh, which is another thing, power of attorney. Um, in worst case scenario, again, authorize someone to act on your behalf in legal and financial matters. So who is going to do that for you? Right. Who's, who's going to do that for you? You, if you're alive. <laughs> okay. Otherwise, our parents. Of course. Um, and then there's a, a, a living will. Uh, so living will is you specify your preferences for health care and medical treatment. I think that's like if you're in a coma, like how long do you want to be kept on life support? Yeah. If there's no signs, you know, brain waves right, or anything or like DNR, that. Or do not resuscitate or. Yeah. These aren't fun topics, but I trust, trust me. And I think we've seen it. And this is what this couple is writing in about is they've seen it. Mm-hmm. That it's better to think about them now than when it's too late. Um, specify your preferences for health care and medical treatment to be yeah. used as guidance if you are ever unable to make those decisions yourself. That's what a living will is for. Um, and the final part of the legal stuff would be just things like life insurance. You know, if you can find a good um, policy that makes sense, that is going to. My goal with our life insurance policies is that if I die, that Selena will have every one of our liabilities paid for and then again over. Hmm. So that you will have basically a pretty good leg up on whatever the next season of life is. Now I could go completely hog wild and think, okay, if, and when I die, I want her to be a multimillionaire or whatever. Like that doesn't make any sense because we can't afford that kind of life insurance mm-hmm. right now. And that's not, I think living right. by faith. Like I know that I want to provide for you, but I can't be your capital P provider for every aspect of your Absolutely. life. Um, and so just seeing it soberly um, and doing your best and that's all the legal stuff. So, um, now the second category we want to consider, or I guess, have you consider doing or thinking about would be what I would categorize as legacy stuff. Mm-hmm. So this is on top of all the legal stuff. And these are just some ideas. Um, and this has to do with how, um, what you have and how you will, uh, dole it out. So again, this kind of overlaps with the legal stuff, but like if you have legacy items, like say Bibles, mm-hmm. Emmy, the other day, she says, you should have Bibles for all of us so that when your mom are, are gone, then we can have one of your Bibles. She said that? Yeah. She's our six-year-old, and I'm like, okay. that's morbid. Why are you thinking about well, that? But also I, a good idea. <laughs> one of our friends has done that. Like, she goes through, uh, her and her husband go through a Bible plan every year, and so she writes, and it highlights, takes notes, and then they get a new Bible. And so she's she has four kids, and so she's, I think she, her, one of her kind of ideals was to be able to give each of her children a Bible that she had studied from. Well, so. that's right. She's going to have dozens. <laughs> <laughs> um, but things like that, or yeah. if you're into, you know, I, I know a lot of fathers will pass down things like tools or guns mm-hmm. or, um, you know, different things that that represent maybe the trade of the family mm-hmm. or some sort of craft. Some old books or, yes. you know, yeah, spode. <laughs> My parents, that's what we're getting. <laughs> they have these Christmas we'll dishes. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, and other things like letters to loved ones. Yeah. <laughs> Where are my letters? Do you have letters? <laughs> This is all on me. So <laughs> write your letters to yourself. <laughs> my my good good friend Ray, uh, he he gave me this idea. He's he basically he's writing letters for all of the key moments in his children's lives mm-hmm. ahead of time. And as the key moments arrive, these are things like graduating from school or you know getting married or you know after your baptism. Still, still as young kids, um, handing them the letter and saying this, I wrote this letter for you. But this way, if he also dies before that event comes, mm. the letter will, will go to sweet. them. And so he will have a, a, a voice into that meaningful moment. So Whether great. he's there or not. So great. 
that's a lot of work, obviously. And it doesn't have to be long, but like, you know, he has four kids. We're about to have our fourth. Um, you don't have to write, you know, pages and pages. You can just have, you know, a, a paragraph. Hey, this is a big day. You know, here's my prayer for you as a father. Mm-hmm. Here's my wisdom for you. So to good. pass along to you. Here's how I want you to cling to God in this season. Amen. Here's, you know, whatever that is, whatever that looks like. Mm. Um, that's end of life planning. So, and all within all that, the original question was namely around the funeral costs. Mm-hmm. Well, I think those are going to be tied up into the legal side of it. Right. And life insurance. Yeah. And even, you know, if you want to be really creative about it, I think well, I have one wish for my funeral, Selena. What's my one wish <laughs> for my funeral? <laughs> I'm not, it's I morbid. Be, I want to be. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> I want to be anatrom, ana, anatomically. Anatomic. An, no, what's no, the word? Animatronically. Animatronically. Thank you. That's a big word. I want to be animatronically raised out of the casket to the tune of Kickstart My Heart by Motley Crue. <laughs> Not going to happen. Come on. Nope. It's morbid. I can play that song at the end if I'm here. It's all that's in my will, literally. Okay. Well. I don't care what happens. Let's talk distance. about, let's share Jesus now. Okay. Because okay? this is what I want at my funeral. I want you to share the gospel of Jesus. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. You're okay. <laughs> can't believe this your malfeasance you knows gotta no laugh i mean god is gonna meet jesus so exactly i'm you know death is a scary thing um maybe we should talk about death a little bit more on the parenting side maybe the marriage side but um it's something that we don't handle particularly well mm-hmm. in modern western society whereas throughout all societies death was like it's just part of life yeah. well we think for some reason that we can put it like put off death right. and some are even of the the, the belief that we can completely avoid death by uploading our consciousness to anyway the reason i'm saying that is because death is scary to us if we don't see it rightly yeah well and grief can be it's such an it can be an unknown territory and so how do we navigate that as christians and believers Mm -hmm. right well it comes back down to where where's our hope yeah i love the um there's the pilgrim's progress but there's a children's retelling of the story called the dangerous journey and they cross the, the 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 river of death and the whole thing is, uh, you know, it's not that you are on this life alone and you cross the river alone and then you meet Christ on this side. No, he is with you here. He is with you across the river and he's with you on the, mm-hmm. other, on the other side yeah, as well. Never will I leave you. Now, without Christ, death is scary. It's terrifying. I have no, no merit for hope. I have no reason to hope. All I can hope for is that nothing happens without Christ. Mm-hmm. But with him, not only do I have the strong foundation of years and years of biblical, you know, the, the strength of the biblical manuscript and the text and the biblical theology and the prophecies that have been fulfilled, but I also have the Holy Spirit in me and I have testimony within me that says this is true beyond what I know, but it's true in my guts mm-hmm. and I know that my hope is eternal in that sense. Mm-hmm. And so we want to invite you into that hope. And that hope's only possible if you place your faith in Christ because mm-hmm. he paid the price for your sin because you can't, friend, no matter how good you are, you can't. Only he can do it and only he can call you out of death into life. He brings dead people to life mm-hmm. and he did it to himself so that death would be defeated. We want to invite you into that. If that sounds like something God is calling you into, go to thenewsisgood.com and there's some details there. We'd love for you to, for you to uh, explore that. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the hope that we have, mm-hmm. that we can talk about things like death without despairing. We can actually uh, plan for death with future generations in mind because uh, you have given us a view that is a view of death that is rooted in your wisdom, not worldly wisdom. So I pray for the parents that are listening to this, that are watching this, that you Mm -hmm. give them hearts of wisdom, teach them the number of their days. And Lord, I pray that you would steward, help them steward their resources unto your glory and to the good of their family. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 
Okay, this episode of Fierce Parenting is in the can. See you again in seven days. Until next time. Stay fierce.